It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, November 13th, 2021. It is 5.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come at you as from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. This is episode number 285 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. <clears throat> as always, from the HQ, as we always, as, and of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, will be today's uh, wrestling and, and pop culture history and birthday report. We will be reviewing everything that took place here in the radio network here this week. Of course, all hyping up for tonight's big AEW pay-per-view, of course, full gear. And also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of wrestling news, of course, we'll be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy, of course, of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything everything I'm talking about here, of course, this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. And by all means, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here this evening. Now, ladies and gentlemen, 5.58 p.m., of course, as we said, Saturday, November 3rd, Let us now take you to, of course, as we start off with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. And we go to the wrestling portion of it here, ladies and gentlemen, as one of the pieces of wrestling history here today actually is kind of a somber one. And a lot of folks here who are, <clears throat> who of course have been, uh, who have been, of course, like I said, loyal wrestling fans over the years will know exactly what I'm doing. Let's go ahead and start things off here. Uh, on this date here in 1950 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Vern Gagne defeated Sonny Myers to win the vacant NWA World Junior Heavyweight title. On his date in 1993, ECW held their first ever November to Remember live event in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The main event it was a winner-take-all match featuring the ECW Heavyweight Champion Sabu and, and Road Warrior Hawk on the team of TV Champion Terry Funk and King Kong Bundy. Whichever wrestler got the pin or submission would take the heavyweight and TV titles. During the match, Bundy turned on Funk and hit him with the avalanche splash, allowing Sabu to get the pin to retain the heavyweight title and win Funk's television title. A little bit of trickery right there, of course, here indeed. On this day in 1995 in the new Sumo Hall in Tokyo, Japan, a cross-promotion took place between WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling called WCW World in Japan. The main event saw WCW United States Champion Sting defend his belt against challenger Kensuke Sasaki. The match was won by pinfall by Sasaki, making him the first non-American to become United States Champion since Rowdy Roddy Piper did, did it in 1983. And this is the moment we have been talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. On this day, 2005, and of course this this calls it right here right down the middle here folks one of the most beloved stars in wrestling history eddie guerrero sadly passed away in a hotel room in minneapolis minnesota at the age 
<clears throat> at the age, of course, of 38, the official cause of death was acute heart failure. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will explain something as a result of this particular piece of history <clears throat> here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, as a result of this little piece of wrestling history, I will explain here in just a few moments. On this date in 2005, TNA, TNA held their pay-per-view Genesis in the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. On the show, Christian, of course, known at this point as Christian Cage, made his first TNA appearance and AJ Styles defeated Petey Williams in the X Division title. In the main event, Rhino and Team 3D, Team 3D defeated Jeff Jarrett and America's Most Wanted. On a date in 2006, Monday Night Raw was held in Manchester, England, with Jeff Hardy winning the Intercontinental title after pinning Johnny Nitro, and in the main event, rated RKO, Edge, and Randy Orton became tag team champions after beating Ric Flair and Roddy Roddy Piper following a spear from Edge on Ric Flair. This would be Orton's first tag team title and 11th tag team title. On this date in 2007 on SmackDown, The Miz and Morrison defeated MVP and Matt Hardy to win the WWE Tag Team titles. <clears throat> on this day in 2011, TNA Turning Point took place at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. The main event saw Bobby Roode retain the TNA World Heavyweight title against AJ Styles. State in 2019, AEW Dynamite was held in Nashville. The night opened with John Moxley beating Michael Nakazawa in 45 seconds. And the main event saw Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky retain the AEW tag team belts against the team of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara after Sky rolled up Jericho with a small package to secure the win. <clears throat> also in the state in 2019, tickets went on sale for WrestleMania. Which was due to be held on April 5th, 2020, at the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, Tampa Bay, Florida. Of course, however, due to the infamous pandemic, WrestleMania did not happen in that stadium with fans and attendants. WrestleMania was instead held at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. The event sadly marked a number of WrestleMania first, the first WrestleMania to be held with no fans and attendants, the first to be pre-taped, and the first to be held over two days, which aired on both and 5th of April. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was indeed, of course, due to the pandemic, uh, a lot of changes that, my personal opinion, was not really necessary, except, of course, they could have moved it a little bit uh, a little bit further out, but, of course, Vince McMahon didn't want to play ball like he, like he has hardly ever wanted to do here in recent memory. And on this date last year on SmackDown, Drew McIntyre headed the SmackDown from Raw to confront in the night's main event, he defeated Jay Uso in an unsanctioned match. <clears throat> and I think I don't know if we got this match on there or not, but if we don't, we will post it in the video vault so everyone can go back and relive that moment. I know it just happened just recently, but we'll post it there. It's, I'm sure that's something that a lot of people might want to go back and look at. We have some birthdays to talk about here today. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy. Let's see. Happy 40. Yes, happy 45th birthday today to Japanese superstar Hiroshi Tanahashi. We also want to wish a very happy 41st birthday today to Sarah Del Rey. Also, we want to wish a very happy 
Let's see. Uh, let's see. Give me, give me just a second here, folks. Uh, today, let's see. I know you got, you got to do the, you got to do the math here and do it right. Today, we wish a very happy 35th birthday to Daisuke Harada. I'm not sure if this is a man or a woman, but I'm sure this is a great Japanese talent. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we wish a very happy 54th birthday to the Ice Train, who was who was very, very prominent, of course, I believe, during the days of WCW. Now, as I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, of course, like I said, I normally normally because of on um, every Sunday, of course, after WCWS this morning, I normally post every Sunday's wrestling uh, wrestling history. <clears throat> And birthdays, of course, on our page, WCWUS, on this date. However, of course, ladies and gentlemen, due to, of course, like I said, with the one piece of history that took place today, the passing, of course, of the one and only Eddie Guerrero, we have officially decided, I officially decided to go ahead and post today's on there. I will post tomorrow's, but I'm going to post today's on there as well. So everyone, so... So everybody can, of course, go back and read read in a little bit about the uh, read, of course, about what took place, of course, on this day here today. But a lot of people, I'm sure, already realize about. I mean, it's been posted all over social media, including Facebook, YouTube, and several other sources. But I'm, but like I said, I think it would be, of course, 100% appropriate for me to do just that. <laughs> <coughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our culture, history, and birthday. We're here, of course, here for today. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, we will read it just like we always do every single Wednesday on WCWS uh, Outside the Ropes. Of course, this is, you know, uh, general, uh, general pop culture. And birthdays, of course, also from movies, television, music, and also sports, of course, as well. Anything and everything, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely, of course, be, we will definitely, of course, bring that here. Uh, give us just one second while we get that pulled up here, folks. Sorry about that here, folks. Okay. <coughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we, we got. Finally got it up now. Sorry for the delay there. Sometimes computers can be a little bit slow. But we've got it up and going. Let's go ahead and read it here, too. Uh, first off, some journal pop culture. Not a whole lot, but some very interesting moments. First, first off, on the state in 1789. Benjamin Franklin writes the following, nothing certain but death and taxes. On, say, 1933, the first modern sit-down strike <clears throat> took place by, by Hormel Meatpackers 
in Austin, Minnesota. On say 1956, the U.S. Supreme Court rules race separation on buses in Alabama unconstitutional. On say 1980, U.S. United States Voyager 1 sends back first close-up pictures of the planet Saturn. And on say 1985, Nevado de Ruiz volcano erupts in Colombia, killing 25,000 people in the town of Armario. Today in movies and television, on this day in 1940, Fantasia, which was an animated film by Walt Disney, which starred Leopold Satoshi and Deems Taylor, is officially released. Today in music history, on this day in 2002, Eminem releases a single called Lose Yourself from the soundtrack of the movie Eight Mile. It is the first rap song to win an Academy Award for Best Original Song. And on this date last year, Kylie Minogue becomes the first woman to top the United Kingdom album chart with over, over, over five consecutive decades with the song entitled Disco. And on this day, 82 in sports history, WBA lightweight champion Ray Mancini defeats South Korean challenger Duke Koo Kim by technical knockout in the 14th round in Las Vegas. Kim collapses, falls into a coma, and sadly passes away four days later. As a result, WBC shortens title bouts to 12 rounds. WBA and WBO follow 1988, and the IBF also follows suit in 1989. On a state in 1895, the shipment of canned pineapple comes in from Hawaii. Very, very, very interesting, very unique there, of course, here indeed. Now, your birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. Today would have been the 709th birthday of Edward III. He passes away in 13, uh, in 1377. Today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the uh, 289th birthday of John Dickinson. He passes away in 1808. Today, also, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 188th birthday of Booth. He passes away in 1893. He was about probably 60 years old when he passed. Today would have, sorry about that. Today would have been the 171st birthday of author Robert Louis Stevenson, of course, best known, I believe, for the book Treasure Island. He passes away in 1894. <coughs> I believe this gentleman, uh, this gentleman does, does ring a bell. I'm not sure if he was, I, I think he was either, an, I think he was an athlete. I believe he was, I'm not sure, but I'll have to go back. I'll go have to go back and do some checking. But anyway, today would have been the 110th birthday of Buck O'Neill. He passes away in 2006. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish actress and comedian and, of course, talk show host, we should also say as well, Whoopi Goldberg. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me there. A very happy 66th birthday today. 
And we do have some interesting birthdays to talk about tomorrow on WCWS this morning. On this date in 2017, the world's earliest winemaking uncovered from Karamis, K-H-R-A-M-I-S, D.D. Gora, uh, Georgia. It was in clay pots dating all the way back to 6,000 B.C. Hmm. Very interesting, of course, indeed. Now, I don't know if this is Georgia as in the state of Georgia or if this was Georgia over there near Russia. I'm not sure because there is a province near Russia called Georgia. So I'm not sure exactly. Some famous weddings to talk about here on this day in, in 1160. The marriage of Louis VII of France to Adele of Champagne. I want to say 1929, writer E.B. White, I believe he was the one. No, that's not who I, I was thinking of, the one about Winnie the Pooh, but that's not, it's not him. It's somebody else. But writer E.B. White, of course, who was 30 at the time, marries little literary editor Catherine uh, uh, Angel, who was 37 at the time. And on to say 1934, actress and dancer Ginger Rogers, who was 23 at the time, marries All Quiet on the Western Front actor Lou Ayers who was 25 at the time. On this date, 1922, architect Frank Lloyd Wright, who was 55 at the time, divorces socialite Catherine Tobin after 33 years of marriage. And on this day in 2011, Tori Hart divorces actor and comedian Kevin Hart, who was 32 uh, at the time due to irreconcilable differences after only eight years of marriage. Some past scenes, of course, here. George Grenville passed away on this date in 1770. Giochino Rossini passed away on this day in 1868. Camille Pissarro passed away on this date in 1903. And Elsa Shia, Shia Pirelli passed away on this date in 1973. And of course, we'll, talk, we'll have some other passings here coming up here, of course, tomorrow. Um, on this day in 1839, the dangerous and despicably cruel sport of bull running came to an end on this day at, in an English market town. It had been going on for 700 years. So after about 700 years, they finally decided to put they decided to put an end to it because it was just cruel. It was they considered it kind of cruel and unjustified there. But I said in 1839, they finally put an end to it. On this day in movies and television history now, on this date in 1937, NBC forms first full-size symphony orchestra exclusively for radio. I like said on this day in 1940, Fantasia, the animated movie by Walt Disney, is released. Of course, it does star star does star Leopold. Uh, Satoski and Deems Taylor. On a state 1952, KLBK TV Channel 13 in Lubbock, Texas, which is the CBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On a state 1960, fire in a movie theater kill, kills 152 children in a mood Spain. On a state in 1961, WCBB TV Channel 10 in Augusta, Maine, <clears throat> which is a PBS, a PBS affiliate, begins casting. On this day in 1965, director Kenneth Tynan says the, says the word F, you want to say the letter F, you know what I mean there, on BBC. Hmm. 
1969, Vice President Spiro Agnew accuses network TV news departments of bias and distortion. And I'll say 1980, Gabriella Brum, who was 18 at the time of West Germany, was crowned the 30th world. She resigns the next day because she wants to marry her 52-year-old boyfriend. So I guess she gave up the crown to be with him. I'm not really sure, but I think that's what it was. Uh, as we said, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Edwin Booth, um, today is his birthday, as we said, I think, let's, what did I say? I, uh, let's see, let me look at that again. Uh, he would have been 100 years old today. He, of course, passed away in 1893. Uh, today, like I said, we wish Whoopi Goldberg a happy 66th birthday. And we also want to wish, of course, you might remember the man show that was on Comedy Central for a while. Also, of course, he was a co-host of Win Ben Stein's Money on Comedy Central. And, of course, as of right now, of course, on ABC, he has his own late-night talk show. I'm talking about Jimmy Kimmel, who today turns 54 years old. Some passings in the movies and TV. On the stage, 1771, Conrad Ertz Ackerman, an actor and theater director of German descent, who did the opera, opera false passes away at the age of 61. On the stage, 1937, Miss Leslie Carter, uh, an actress and writer uh, from right here in America, who uh, was in Rocky Mountain Mystery and Ireland, passes away at the age of 75. On the stage, 1939, George Nichols Jr., and, who was an actor best known for, the, for finishing school, passes away at the age of 42. And on the stage, also 1939, Lo Lois Weber, a film director from right here in America, who became the first American woman to direct a full future-length film, which was The Merchant of Venice, and the first to own her own studio, sadly dies of a stomach ulcer at the age of only 60. As I said, 1934, Ginger Rogers marries Lou Ayers. Of course, she was 23 at the time. He was 25 at the time. On the state in 1960, uh, entertainer Sammy Davis, Sammy Davis Jr., who was 34 at the time, marries a Swedish actress, Mae Britt, who was 26 at the time, at, a, at Temporal Israel of Hollywood. They divorced eight years later in 1960. On the state in 1993, Michelle Pfeiffer, of course, as you know, best known for a lot of great movies. Most, of course, one movie at the time, the movie Lady Hawk. Of course, Michelle, Michelle was 35 at the time. Mary's TV writer and producer, David E. Kelly, who was 37 at the time in Santa Barbara, California. On the stage in 1996, actor Dan Daniel Day-Lewis, best known for the movie a, a Room with a View, also My Left Foot, and a bunch of other great movies, who, who was at the time. Mary's uh, Rebecca Miller, who, who who was a screenwriter behind Personal Velocity, Three Portraits. She was, <clears throat> I said she was 34 at the time. They, Daniel David Lewis marries Rebecca Miller in Vermont. And on this date, in two, on this date of course, here in 2016, uh, Angela Kinsey, best known for the show The Office, who was 45 at the time, marries uh, Joshua Snyder, Days of Our Lives, into California. And as we said, 2011, Torrey and Hart divorces Kevin Hart, 
after eight years of marriage due to irreconcilable differences. I'm not sure how old she was, but he was, like I said, 32 whenever this happened. So that was about, uh, so they had been, so they, so they had they'd been married since about probably 2003. Okay, now let's go to your music history and birthdays here, folks. On this date in 1922, George Cohen's musical Little Nellie Kelly premieres in New York City. On this day in 1948, as the girls go, opens at Winter Garden Theater in New York City for 420 performances. On this day in 1951, <coughs> Janet Collins is the first African-American dancer to appear at the Metropolitan Opera in a production of A. On this day in 1953, Dmitry Shostakovich's four-string quartet premieres. On this day in 1959, the Academy of St. Martin in the Field's first professional concert takes place in London. On a stage in 1965, Skyscraper opens at Lunt Fontaine Theater, New York City, for 248 performances. On a stage in 1973, uh, Gigi opens at Eurus Theater, New York City, for 103 performances. And on a stage in 1975, Musical Jubilee opens at St. James Theater, New York City, for 92 performances. As we said, of course, Whoopi Goldberg today turned 66. And like I said, we lost Giacchino Rossini on this date in 1868. And of course, we did mention, of course, about Ginger Rogers and Lou Ayers getting married in 1934. And also Sammy Davis Jr. and Mae Britt getting married on this date in 1960. They were divorced, like I said, in 1968. Let's see, now let's go to your sports history and birthdays right here on this date. Excuse me, in 1875, the Harvard-Yale game is the first college football contest where they wore uniforms. On the state in 1900, the Baltimore Orioles, now the New York Yankees, enter baseball's American League. On the state in 1906, C.W. Gregory, out for three as New South Wales, make 763 versus Queensland in record cricket innings by an Australian. On the state in 1907, French cyclist Paul 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 Cornu flies his first helicopter with a twin rotor. On his day, in 1946, Bradman scores 106 for for an Australian uh, 11 versus the MCC. On his day, in 1951, Latio stars including Joe DiMaggio and Billy Martin lose three to one to Pacific League All Star team from Japan. On his day, in 1954, the first Rugby League World Cup. Parc de Prince, Paris, Great Britain beats France 16 to 12. Uh, man, uh, man of the match, uh, Great Great Britain's second rower, Don Robinson. On a say in 1958, New York City Mayor Robert Wagner, not the actor, New York, New York City Mayor Wagner announces plans to begin a new baseball call, league called the Continental League. Some birthdays, of course, here in sports. Uh, <clears throat>
see. I think he would have been about 25 years old. So apparently, sadly, there was, sadly, he did not, he, he passed away at a very young age. The weddings, of course, in sports on the state, 1987, Major League Baseball player Cal Ripken Jr., who was 27 at the time, marries Kelly Gear at Townsend United Methodist Church, of course, in Maryland. On the state in 2010, Major League Baseball Kyle Kendrick, who was 26 at the time, married three-time Survivor contestant Stephanie LaGrosa, who was 30 at the time, at the Silverado Resort and Spa in Napa, California. And on the state in 2012, soccer goalkeeper and a double Olympic gold medalist Hope Solo, who was 31 at the time, marries former NFL tight end Jeremy Stevens, who was 33 at the time in Washington. I, I'm assuming this was either Washington State or if, if it was Washington, D.C. I'm not, it didn't specify D.C. I can only assume this was Washington State. But but there you have it right there, ladies and gentlemen, with your uh, pop culture, uh, wrestling and pop culture is, of course, here for today. And we said, ladies and gentlemen, because of the, of, the, of course, the, uh, <clears throat> let's see, the 16th anniversary of the passing of, of WWE Hall of Famer Guerrero. We will post as a special bonus here. We will be posting uh, today's um, wrestling history and birthday report on our WWUS on this date page. So you can go back and take a read in on that. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, you can always catch, of course, like I said, uh, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming's daily uh, wrestling and pop culture streams on both of um, on the wrestling portion, of course, on WCW US Fan Empire, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCW US Appreciation, and the pop culture portion on WCW US Entertainment Cavalcade, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCW US Entertainment. And also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, John and Justin does bring it here to you during the week in the radio network every single day. WCWS Raw Radio, of course, on Mondays. And, of course, as well as every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Revolution and every Thursday on NWO Wolfpack. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-364-POUND. Uh, this is Saturday, November thirteenth, two 2021. It is 6.29 p.m. WCWS Power Hour, episode number 285. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinsworth here with you here tonight. Of course, good to talk to you here, here, folks. Of course, I know a lot of people, including our own members of our panel, way too tough to handle, are, of course, getting themselves pumped and ready to go for tonight's edition of AEW's Full Gear event, which should be starting here in the next little while. Uh, as we, of course, said, ladies and gentlemen, there are indeed uh, ten. There are, of course, indeed, uh, ten matches that have been officially been lined up. Um, that have been lined up here, of course, here for this bout, for this event. Um, and I and I did actually give some predictions about Full Gear earlier in the week on WCWS Raw Radio, but of course, since it was this being, of course, the night of gear i might i will go ahead and bring them here to you of course one more time which i don't mind doing that here <clears throat> before we bring you of course what place in the network this week i'll go ahead and take care of that here 
Uh, first off, of course, and of course, this was before these two matches, that two of these matches were added anyway, so I would like to give my thoughts about them, of course, here anyway. First off here, one of the matches that was just added on here this week, a which is the pre-show match, a women's tag team match, as Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa take on Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. This is going to be a good one here, folks. I think about about 10 minutes at least. Uh, uh, of course, Thunder Rosa, of course, obviously has has been uh, has been has been on the scene here for quite some time. Tremendous competitor, Hikaru Shida, of course, like I said, uh, of course, was the last person to hold the AEW Women's Belt. Of course, before Britt Baker, unfortunately, dethroned her of it. Of course, but I'm sure not by legal means. Uh, and of course, Hikaru Shida is fighting. Of course, the, the another opportunity sometime down the road. Uh, but, but, uh, but nevertheless here, uh, I know Jamie Hayter, of course, obviously is probably going to be focused not only on this match tonight, but she's also going to be obviously focused on trying to help Britt Baker hold on to her belt. And of course, we'll talk about that match in a minute. Nyla Rose obviously is looking forward to trying to, regardless if she had with people or go in singles competition or what have you. She, she obviously, obviously, of course, wants to be back up there to, on 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 top here at some point and pick up that belt here, of course, as well. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a good one here, nevertheless. However, I do give I do give uh, like I said, no doubt. I'm sure Jamie Hader and Nala Rose will try to do everything they possibly can. Of course, been here even by by uh, illegal means. I'm going with Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa to pick up the win here, of course, in this match. Next match we'll talk about here is the match for the AEW uh, world title. Of course, you know Kenny Omega defending against his former partner, Heyman, Adam Page. This is going to be a big one here. It has been hyped up here for for quite a bit here now, folks. Um, Of course, obviously, these men know each other quite well, of course, and wrestling against each other occasions, teaming up with each other on numerous occasions. Uh, of course, obviously, I think uh, what was uh, what what obviously was what obviously, of course, <clears throat> was a setup when they did the infamous contract signing. Of course, here this past Wednesday, only of course to be uh, to be of course bamboozled by both by, by by of course Kenny Omega and also Don Callis, who was posing as was either as a referee or something. I'm not sure what what it was, but he was. But apparently he did try to jump one up on, of course, on the hangman. But nevertheless, here, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of big time support here, of course, here indeed, uh, to try to once and for all dethrone Kenny Omega and get him, of course, off that pedestal. Make make sure he doesn't become another Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns or whatever. Uh, which, of course, is what I think. Which is what I think is going to probably end up being the case. But a lot of people do obviously feel that we that we need a little bit of a change. So obviously, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to agree with that assessment. And based upon all that, I say this is going to probably be your main event, no doubt. I really think that Heyman Adam Page is going to be the one. I think he's going to be more fired up than ever, especially after that attack this past Wednesday. I really think that he's going to be the one to finally dethrone Kenny Omega. And of course, obviously, you know, making the lead, 
of course, obviously, Callum, Young Bucks, Adam Cole, all of them. I'm sure all of them are going to try to stop this. But in the end, Adam Page is going to pick up the win and pick up the title belt. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer right there. The women's world title match, of course, Britt Baker, who shouldn't be champion at all in the first place, and I've been saying that on numerous occasions. Of course, we'll defend it against Tay Conti. Uh, of course, this is going to be an underdog champion versus the underdog here. Of course, Tay Conti has been fighting very, very hard to get up to and she, of course, ultimately does deserve this opportunity here more than anything. Um, I personally, of course, have always been fans of, of, of course, the underdog mentality. I really think, <coughs> you know, even if, like I said, if a, if a lot of people, of course, who feel that Tay Conti is going to be the one to pull it off, uh, doesn't, and if she does not come through in the clutch and all that, even Britt Baker is going to have to sit back and she's going to have to really realize that to take her one of her most tremendous fights here. There's no doubt about it because Tay Conti is probably going to have a full support of a lot of people, of course, including the fan base, of course, of AEW. No doubt, of course, Britt Baker is going to have Reba, not Rebel, and Jamie Hayter, of course, in her corner. Now, Tay Conti is scheduled to have Anna Jay, I believe, in her corner, um, unless they decide to change it. I'm not, not really sure. <clears throat> But, never, but nevertheless here, uh, regardless if, like I said, if I'm sure if there was like four or five trying to, to take down Tay Conti, Conti would come back in a heartbeat. So she's got that ultimate fire that all true wrestling superstars, I think, do possess. And I do really believe that Tay Conti is, but I, I still feel very, very strongly that Tay Conti is going to be the one to hopefully will dethrone Britt Baker and make, make Britt Baker go back there her just should be, of course, she should be pulling and cleaning teeth. And, of course, after all this happens, it would be a surprise if she goes to her own dentist office and performs surgery on herself. So, Tay Conti, I think, is going to pull off the win here. It's going to pull a big-time upset, the underdog here, like the the, the female version of Rey Mysterio. I, I, I will always say that here. But with respect, of course, but I do believe Tay Conti is going to be the one that's going to pull off the excellent win here course indeed the eliminator tournament match here of course this is going to be an opportunity of course for someone to gain a future shot at the aw world title regardless if kenny omega retains or if adam page of course wins it uh brian danielson and miro of course have earned have gotten to the to the to the final encounter and we'll see of course who is going to earn that shot a lot of people ever since of course brian danielson of course remember him as daniel bryan of course came into the mix you know you never you never know of course obviously you never know of course obviously of course with brian danielson of course a terrific top-notch competitor been competing for many many years he's competing in the likes of course of you know even of course uh you know in addition to wwe of course obviously in ring of honor of course he has competed against some of the best uh <clears throat> Miro, of course, obviously, still, of course, maybe it might still be stinging a little bit from him losing the TNT title to Sammy Guevara several weeks ago. But still, nevertheless, I think he probably now knows what his full drive here is going to be. But I really honestly and truly believe that Brian Danielson, I think, is going to be the one to earn an opportunity at whoever, of course, is going to be the AEW champion after tonight at some point down the road. So I really think that Brian Danielson is going to earn that opportunity. He's going to be the 
tournament, and he's going to earn a shot at the, at the world title. The Minneapolis straight fight here. This one's going to be a top-notch thing right here. Uh, you're going to have 10 guys, of course, competing against each other. Uh, you got the inner, inner circle, of course, obviously, with Jericho, Hager, Rivera, Santana, and Ortiz. Of course, the men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. American top team, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olivowski, and a coach, Dan Lambert, which, of course, Dan Lambert may end up probably being the weakest link of the bunch because, obviously, of course, with his age and everything like that, and all respect to, of course, to those who may have probably have that line of experience here and there. Nevertheless, here, I really think that Lambert's probably going to end up being the weakest part of, the, of this whole situation, and I'm sure they're probably going to try to take him down before they try to take out anybody else. <clears throat> Nevertheless, here I really, I really think this is going to go probably about a good 10, 15 minutes, if not late, not if not more. I really, honestly think that the inner circle is going to pull off the win in this in this bout. Now, the tag match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles, of course, as you know, of course, has been an ongoing thing between the Lucha Brothers and a and uh, FTR. Of course, you know. FTR kind of, in a way, kind of really stuck it to the Lucha Brothers in some respect with the course with Bowers pinning uh, the Lucha Brothers to, while FTR was disguised as Luchadors to win the AAA, the AAA tag team titles, which I'm sure the Lucha Brothers will have an opportunity at those sometime down the road. Of course, even, even of course, not too long ago, FTR issued a challenge for the AAA tag belts but they wanted somebody new, so the Lucha Brothers were not eligible to be a part of it. And, of course, they ended up pulling the win there, and that, which obviously we all knew that was going to be good. That was the Lucha Brothers being denied that opportunity. That's kind of lit the fire here, of course, here, just a little bitty bit. I really think that the Lucha Brothers are going, I think they haven't really had a full success with the tag belts here as of yet. They need to look let them hold on to him for a little while longer. Uh, FTR is going to give him a fight. There's no doubt about him. Ever since they were known as a revival in WWE, you know, they've been, they have been, of course, obviously, um, they have been, of course, a very dominant team. I will not deny that to deny that opportunity, deny that, of course, statement. But I really think the Lucha Brothers are going to probably end up Coming out here with the deuce here, of course, here as well. So I think the Lucha Brothers are going to retain. It would surprise me, of course, if somehow Telly Blanchard might end up getting somehow involved in this. I'm not really sure, but we'll have to wait and see, of course, what what with what will actually happen there. Our next matchup, Darby Allen versus MJF. I think a lot of people, to some people, this might be a kind of academic. MJF, of course, has been, of course, <clears throat> has been has had. Has had, of course, numerous opportunities to try to get in Darby Allen's head, but it looks like Darby Darby's already beat him to the punch. Never, nevertheless, here, folks, I really do think that uh, I really think that Darby's going to run. I say this it was a good, a good five to ten minutes. I really think that Darby is going to be the one to pull off the win here over MJF. Of course, Wardlow may end up getting involved in this. I'm not really sure. Of course, obviously, we have to wait and see if somehow, if he does, I don't know if Sting may be too far behind, but we'll have to wait and see what goes on with that. Of course, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, of course, there was. Uh, we did post a clip on the AEW US page from, I think, this past week's edition of Dynamite. 
you saw apparently CM Punk and Eddie Kingston almost go out in the back and had several wrestlers and officials trying to separate these men. I mean, there was even part of it where, of course, out the folks that was trying to separate Eddie Kingston, you saw Ruby Soho actually tried to get involved and even, of course, got in between them. But obviously, but obviously, uh, but Eddie, of course, obviously, uh, Eddie Kingston, we don't know. Obviously, of course, this has nothing to do with the corporation here involving John Moxley, but but nevertheless here, <laughs> but ne- but nevertheless, nevertheless here, this is going to be a this is going to be a fight. I say this goes a good fifteen minutes. I really think CM Punk is going to pull off the win here, of course, in this. Now the false count anywhere six man tag, of course, Christian Cage, of course, his first big time match back in AEW after, of course, his his run with the Impact World Title. So, down for glory <clears throat> and of course the association with AEW and impact wrestling officially ending um of course that he has teamed up with jurassic express of course jungle boy and luchasaurus taking on of course adam cole and the young bucks of course part of the group known as the elite but of course their little their little um stable their, their tiny stable inside that is called the super click uh this is going to be a this is going to be a Great scene. Uh, I mean, with of course Adam Cole uh, obviously getting involved in the match between Bobby Fish and Jungle Boy, of course, earlier this week. And who knows? I think they had like Bobby. I don't know if Adam Cole got in Bobby Fish's ear or not. We're, we're not. I'm not really sure. But <coughs> but nevertheless, here this was a. This is obviously, of course, a a big time uh, big time encounter here. I say this goes about maybe 15, 20 minutes, depending upon how long this pay-per-view is going to be is supposed to last. It may go over a little bit here and there, but this this match in particular is going to be a real good hit and all that stuff. But uh, but nevertheless, here, folks, <clears throat> this is going to be this is obviously going to be. Uh, This is, of course, obviously going to be a. Uh, this is obviously going to be a very good encounter, of course. Here, indeed, I really think that Christian and Jurassic Express is going to uh, is going to actually prevail here, of course, here in this match. And the tag match that was also just added on here just recently, uh, Cody Rhodes teaming up with Pac versus taking on the team of Malachi Black and Andrade Ali Dolo. It was scheduled to be a fatal four-way, as was reported earlier this week, but they ultimately decided to make it a tag team match. There's going to be some differences, of course, here. It wouldn't be surprised if this turned into something like a Texas Tornado tag match. Who knows? But you never, but you obviously, of course, never know about how this is going to unfold. <clears throat> um, this, um, Malachi and Andrade will, of course, Big time, big time punches and kicks and hits. Cody and Pac, obviously, of course, are going to are going to see how well they're going to be able to gel together. I say this is going to be about maybe about estimated about fifteen minutes. I personally, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised about if Malachi Black and Andrade Ellie Dolo pull off the victory here, but of course, it would be interesting. To, but but uh, regardless of the outcome, I. 
So I obviously will believe with my heart that Cody and Pac will be the ones to pull off the win here. So, and of course, folks, we'll definitely, of course, be trying to find that out here, of course, hopefully here very, very soon. And there you have it with my predictions, of course, for tonight's uh, full gear. And speaking of predictions here, folks, as you know, as you know here, of course, we are, of course, our our prediction title chance is coming in with it is coming up within this last little a small amount of time. If anyone does wish to, of course, get involved, of course, here in this, <clears throat> um, I can I can go ahead and report here that one. Two, That 13 people have officially signed up for the for the uh, uh, for the uh, uh, prediction for the uh, prediction title challenge for full gear. Of course, as you know, there are they. Uh, <coughs> um, they. Uh, they, they, of course, obviously know uh, know what is at stake here. Of course, here currently, and of course, we have, um, like I said, a shot at the AWS Full Gear Championship, which is currently being held by Jody Valentine. Obviously, of course, the <clears throat> obviously, of course, um, the winner will receive that. But as for, like I said, who will place in second to fifth place? Uh, everybody else will. Everybody else, of course, obviously will um, will, of course, receive the the next the next ones higher the next ones here. Obviously, folks will um, will, of course, like I said, receive shots at the new championship belts, including the WWF US Wrestling Classic Championship, the NJPWS Power Power Historical Championship. WCW US Generation Championship and the WCW US Red Arrow Championship. It's like I said, folks, as I said, that we are not going to forget everybody else who does not, of course, earn the title shot or the belts. That everybody that we will automatically go ahead and start making matches involving everyone who does who who is of course involved here in this. It's it's a way, of course, also to show our personal appreciation. Or for them, of course, taking part in our in our prediction title challenge here as well. They will all have that unique opportunity. As far, ladies and gentlemen, as far as our poll is concerned, we have the AEW World Title match. Of course, we have six people going for Adam Page and five people going for Kenny Omega. Now, the only two people that I don't have any records for here. Um, it, on on the page here is Danny Fomote Park and Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler. Who have those recorded? Um, and these in these votes I've just read here do not count for uh, Mr. Hulkamania's. I will of course read theirs separately and let you know about what they have. Uh, and let you know what they have, of course. Um, what they have, of course, said. Uh, a W. The AEW, of course, uh, women's women's title match here. 
Uh, sorry about that, folks. I'm just trying to find. The AEW women's title match, we have nine people voting for Britt Baker, two people voting for Tay Conti. The Eliminator tournament uh, match, we have seven people going for uh, Brian Danielson. We have four people, of course, going for uh, Miro. Uh, let's see. Okay. The 10-man Minneapolis street fight, we have 10 people going for the and one person going for the men of the year team. Uh, AEW tag titles, we have six people going for the Lucha Brothers and five people going for FTR. Uh, this match between MJF and Darby Allen, we have six people going for MJF and four people going for Darby. The match between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, we have nine people going for Punk and one person going for uh, Kingston. The Falls Count Anywhere match, we have people going for the team of Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. We have two people going for the Super Click. Uh, we have the match between with Cody and Pac uh, versus Andrade and Malachi. We have six people going for Cody and Pac. We have two people going for Andrade and Malachi Black. And the women's tag match, we have Akira Shida and Thunder Rosa with six votes. And we have Nala Rose and Jamie Hader with, with only three votes. So, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you have not uh, finished voting yet, of course, I have posted on this to those who have officially voted. Go ahead and get your votes, get, get all your votes in, of course, here. Because, like I said, those who have not uh, voted in here yet, once the pay-per-view starts, the voting will be over with. So try to get them in there. Now, as for Danny, uh, Danny is going with uh, Thunder Thunder Rosa and Karashita. He's going with Andrade and uh, Malachi Black. He's going for the Super Click. Um, he's going for CM Punk, uh, MJF, FTR, The Inner Circle, Brian Danielson, Britt Baker, and obviously, Adam Page to win his, and as for Mr. Hulkamania, he has chosen <clears throat> he, he has chosen Jamie Hader and Nala Rose. He has chosen Kenny Omega to retain, Britt Baker to retain. He's chosen Miro to win the the, the the Eliminator Final, the Inner Circle to win, FTR to win the Tag Titles, Darby Allen to win, also CM Punk to win, the Super Click to win, and also Andrade and Malachi Black their match that was right there here folks with uh <clears throat> so like i said get your get your votes in of course here right now because time is running out here of course on on the start of of course this uh on the start of this um of this pay of this uh, pay-per-view <clears throat> <clears throat> 
I will also point out, ladies and gents, just a rundown very briefly as to what we took, took place here to, during the week. We, of course, like I said, worked our way up to last night to, uh, to of course, like I said, the who would receive, who would win the AWS Tag Team Titles between the between the champions Antonio Gutierrez and Justin Carter, and the team of the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross and Justin Lewis Fleming. Well, it has been determined in general that we, we talked about this last night that John and Justin Lewis Fleming did defeat Antonio and Justin Carter to become the brand new AEW US World Tag Team Champions. And of course, the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo and the Kia Club's Mitt Patel. Of course, that match was posted late last night and will go on, of course, through next Friday's edition of Revolution, of course. So there's plenty of time to vote on that match. Right there, we did talk about, of course, with Raw, also with NXT, with a with AEW Dynamite. Also, we talked a little bit about what happened with Impact. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, last night we did with SmackDown and also uh, with Rampage, of course, here as well. And talked about a lot of stuff going on here, of course, in, here in sports and everything of that nature. And, of course, due to, the, of course, the, the bet that was made between myself and J.D. over the Pitt and Carolina football game, uh, it was not a really upset. Uh, Pitt did defeat Carolina, but it was no, it was no, um, it, it was, there was no, um, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but, uh, but like I said, we are decided on both stipulations that myself and JD did agree upon, and that is that on one edition of Revolution or Wolfpack, JD will be hosting that show, and of his choosing. And of course, I will get a chance to host an episode of Raw Radio of my choosing, and of course, we will announce that here sometime here, uh, sometime sometime here between the next little bit. So I'll do it before the end of the year. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Let us go ahead and get you right fast. Uh, of course, there's going to be a lot of stuff, of course, talked about here, as far as, as far as far as, of course, um, <clears throat> this is this. Let's go ahead and get you some uh, wrestling news tidbits here from 411 Mania. Also, of course. I will go ahead and point. I will go ahead, of course, and point this out. That uh, um, that for that, of course, uh, the WWUS Radio Network. Um, uh, everybody, uh, as always, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for for allow for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Power Hour, don't forget on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, WCWS This Morning, which we'll be doing, of course, tomorrow. Also, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And we hope to have them on some more of our shows, hopefully between now um, and even if we don't get a chance to do any more of our shows before the end of the year. We will, of course, when we do get the new shows going again, we will, of course... (laughs) We will, of course, incorporate 411 Mania into that, um, into that, um, into that premise, indeed. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, due to, of course, a little bit of time constraints here, I will go ahead and point out a couple, uh, just a couple, uh, um, a couple of stories here. Um, of course, just keep in mind, 411 Mania is going to be uh, providing live coverage of tonight's edition of AEW Full Gear. The guys will be, of course, tuning into Full Gear and give personal assessment, analysis, thoughts, and opinions about tonight's tonight's episode. So, <clears throat> um, so be sure to, of course, like I said, check out what they have to say by going on to. Uh, uh, by going by talking to, of course, uh, by going to 411mania.com and pulling that up. Uh, of course, one story here Joseph Lee posted a story with some AEW news as, as CM Punk dedicates tonight's match to Eddie Guerrero and also Vicky Guerrero comments on the anniversary of her husband's passing. Today, of course, as you know, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, is the 16th anniversary of the passing of, 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 of Eddie Guerrero. Of course, Joseph Lee posted this, by the way, I forgot to mention that, sorry, who actually sadly died on November 13th. Sam Punk, who credits Guerrero with helping his career, dedicates tonight's match with Eddie Kingston to him. He wrote, tonight is for Eddie. Meanwhile, Ricky, Vicky Guerrero wrote about his passing in a post on Instagram. She said the following. What is today? Today is a day God has blessed me to breathe love, to breathe love and make my day as if it's my last. Today reminds me of an unplanned day when God called Eddie to his heavenly gates. Today takes the world the best way I knew how. Today is the day I learned how many people love Eddie and his memorable legacy. An exceptional legacy that I learned on how to be the queen of mean from watching Eddie's work inside the ring. The countless hours that Eddie would create storylines on paper and rehearse promos in front of a mirror and using me to create a hold on me and as if it was painful. I learned everything from Eddie, not only professionally, but personally as Eddie's wife and also mother to Shaw. These valuable lessons that didn't come that didn't come written in a manual. Today, I am, I am emotional that I wake up in the same city, arena, and day that you passed. Tonight, I will walk down the ramp and carry Eddie in my heart. I walk into the ring and look over to the corner <clears throat> and nod at Eddie sitting across the corner of the top rope. For years, let's see. Let's see. I would walk into the ring, look over to the corner, nod at Eddie, sitting across the, uh, the corner at the top rope. For years, Eddie talked about how he wanted to make it to the top. Eddie, you exceeded your dreams, and your legacy lives forever, and you will never be forgotten. You are loved and missed every day. And a, truly a beautiful picture indeed, ladies and gentlemen. A beautiful, beautiful picture indeed of the known Eddie Guerrero. Of course, posted here by his, by his, uh, by his uh, wife Vicky, <clears throat> on Instagram. Of course, was posted. I guess today, while I guess, of course, preparing for, um, preparing um, for full gear. And of course, as we said, CM Punk also is going is also dedicating his match with Eddie Kingston tonight at Full Gear to the one and only Eddie. 
going to, of course, uh, some SmackDown news right here. Joseph Lee posted this story. <clears throat> and we have the list of producers for this week's episode, of course, of SmackDown. Fightful Select has details on who produced some of the segments for last night's episode of SmackDown on Fox. Tyson Kidd and Molly Holly produced a promo from produced the promo from Sasha Banks and the match featuring Banks, Alila, and Naomi versus Shotzi, Shayna Baszler, and Natalia. Abyss and Jimmy Wang Yang produced Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus Los Lotharios. Jamie Noble and Sean Devari produced Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn. And Petey Williams produced Xavier Woods versus Roman Reigns. It's unknown if he shadowed anyone for the segment, which usually happens during trials. So, and of course, it's the most disgusting sight. Uh, Yes, one, one story that we definitely want to touch up on, of course, right here. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai is this Tuesday's edition of NXT uh, 2.0. That logo is the most, still continues to be the most disgusting thing I ever did see. Way to go, Vince. WWE has announced a grudge match between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. For this Tuesday's episode of NXT 2.0 on the USA Network, the two previously fought at NXT TakeOver 36, where Gonzalez retained the NXT Women's title. Since then, Dakota Kai cost her the belt against current champion Mandy Rose. Here is the lineup. A poker showdown between Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson. Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Tony D'Angelo takes on Dexter Loomis. And the team of Odyssey Jones and Jacket Time versus Roderick Strong and the Creed Brothers. Now, of course, obviously, Jack at time is Jiro and Kushida. Of course, Kushida obviously has not forgotten the fact that Roderick Strong did steal the Cruiserweight title from Kushida, of course, obviously, several weeks ago. It was not a, it was not a clean victory, and everybody, of course, knows it wasn't. Joseph Lee, of course, posted this story here. As we have some fast national ratings for a for for of course AW Rampage, and they were unfortunately down from last week. According to Andrew Saharian of the Matt Man Pro Wrestling Podcast, last night's episode of AW Rampage had 480,000 viewers in the fast national numbers. As a 20% drop from last Friday, which had 599,000 viewers. Meanwhile, it had 232,000 viewers in the key 18 to 49 demographic. A 21% drop from last Friday. The official numbers, which arrive on Monday, are typically 3 to 7% higher than the Fast Nationals. And here, of course, the Fast Track Nationals for Friday night, AW Dynamite, uh, uh, P2 Plus, of course, 480,000, which is down 20%. 18 to 49 demographic, 232,000, uh, down 21%. SmackDown, P2 Plus, 1.99 million, up 1%. But in the 18 to 49, 655,000, down 
SmackDown was first place in 1849 overall for Friday night. Hashtag WWE, hashtag SmackDown, hashtag AEW, and hashtag AEW Rampage. This was said, like I said, from Andrew Saharian of the Matt Man Wrestling Podcast. And of course, obviously, but Mr. Saharian does not so does not realize that a lot more people are like less people are watching WWE and more people are watching AEW. One other, a couple other interesting stories here I will bring up. Blake Lavelle posted this yesterday as Tony Khan talks about his approach to signing released WWE talent and also the importance of Adam Cole joining AEW. In a recent interview on the Dan LaBattard show with Stugots, Stugots, Tony Khan discussed the importance of Adam Cole signing with AEW, his approach to signing released WWE talent, and much more. Here's via Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan of the importance of Adam Cole joining AEW. Tony says Adam Cole, when he was on NXT, I think it was 76 Wednesdays, we were head-to-head, and I've worked in sports a long time. I've seen a lot of things in sports and a lot of game planning. So my 76 weeks head-to-head in pro wrestling, I did look look at it in a little bit like preparing for an opponent. And a two-hour show is eight quarter hours. And I'll tell you that entire head-to-head run, the main guy on the other team was a it was a guy who you would game plan against. It's like signing the free agent that you used to game plan against and try to contain. And you would say, we can't let this be the guy that beat us. It was 75 to 1 in the demo. The one episode we lost was December 18, 2019. I was in Corpus Christi. They did an Adam Cole versus Finn Balor match. They did a long match with no commercials. I think they did the first half hour, no commercials. And that's the only time. And almost the entire run, it lost. And I took it very personally, but I also have held him in such high regard. And every Wednesday, he was a guy you'd worry about. So now to have him on our team, and he could be a young guy you build around and also a great veteran, like Brian Danielson coming in. It's changed the game. Our women's wrestling has gotten so much stronger since we started, and that's come through free agency. On his approach to signing release WWE talent, Tony says, Ruby Soho is a great wrestler from WWE fired and there's been a lot of great wrestlers who have gotten fired recently and this is something that I've been able to take advantage of since I started because they do these mass layoffs and they fire 20 to 25 people at a time and I don't mean to make a lot of it because the exact number of counts everyone matters I'm not trying to make everybody a statistic because it's terrible when everybody loses their job and that's why I've never done these mass layoffs since we started a couple people here and there I have had to let go but I've never let 20 people in one day or anything like that each time i look at the list there's always a few people in there that can help us and i feel terrible for, for to say 17 out of the 20 who don't sign with AEW, but i feel like every time i look at it there's three people that can make our team that much stronger and it keeps happening so it's something to keep an eye on for us and it's definitely helped grow the company so who knows ladies and gentlemen there could be that possibility that recent ones that they let go here not too long ago could maybe make their way to AEW. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here today. At, I mean, yesterday, as several WWE cuts this past week actually came from Stephanie McMahon's staff. The rest of the news reports that several WWE's front office staff were also released from the company last week, including the previously reported Christina Salen and Stan. And Stan Stansky. 
Most of Stephanie McMahon's staff and branding were cut, including Laura Petroselli. Petroselli was said to be universal respected in WWE and is the wife of writer Ed Kosky. It's believed that cuts were made because the branding department is set to merge with the marketing department. This will also explain WWE touting McMahon as the person in charge of marketing instead of the chief brand officer. So... Of course, obviously, we'll have to wait and see how we'll all just have to look at that, of course, even further. And one more story we'll bring you before we, of course, leave you here for the night. Joseph Lee posted this story yesterday as AAA is reportedly interested in multiple wrestlers that have been released from not only WWE, but also from Ring of Honor. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that AAA is interested in a number of wrestlers that will be free from Ring of Honor in 2022, as well as several wrestlers from last week whether or not they will be able to book any of them will depend of course on the pandemic which limits their ability to sell tickets to shows if capacity restrictions are lifted they will be able to bring in more fans for their events AAA is said to be interested in bringing back Taya Vathory whenever she is interested and and free from her non-compete clause they also want to bring back Killer Cross and Scarlet and Scarlet in 2022 when they expect business to be normal finally AAA is, is interested in Grand Metalique now back the Mascarada Dorada. In 2022, they also want to acquire the services of Flamita, Ray Horace, and Rush. They already have dates set with Dragon Lee and Dralistico. There you go. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see about what happens here. But um, of course, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, what is Ring of Honors and WWE's loss could, could be Triple A's gain. So it could be another promotion to be looking out for here at some point down the road. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you very much here for listening in to episode number 285 of WCWS Power Hour. Of course, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here. We thank you very, very much here, folks, for joining us here, of course, here tonight. As we, of course, all, all get set here, of course, here for AEW's Full Gear Show, which is set to, of course, start up here, of course, in the next little while. We hope you, of course, enjoy the event here. And, of course, like I said, if you wish to, there's still a little bit of time left. If you wish to, of course, can dig, to take part in our prediction, type, excuse me, in our prediction title challenge, of course, for full gear. Like I said, a title shot and four new championship belts, of course, are at stake here for those who, of course, uh, are, who earn, of course, like I said, the most, who get the most predictions correct about this event. Be sure to, of course, to be sure to, of course, obviously take advantage of that here as well here, folks. We urge everyone to, of course, check out all of our groups here in WCWUS. We urge everyone to also, of course, check out all of our past shows, of course, here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we hope, like we said, we hope you do enjoy, of course, what Full Gear will have to offer here, which, of course, a lot, I've heard a lot of people. People here this week that full gears will pretty much blow the roof off, off, of course, of anything that WWE has ever done, of course, indeed. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we of course, of course, mad respects here just today, as we said, it is just, as of course being the 16th anniversary of the untimely passing of WWE Hall of Famer Latino Heat himself, Eddie Guerrero. Mad respect, of course, to this tremendous. Superstar, this tremendous talent 
and one-of-a-kind human being indeed. <clears throat> Power Hour episode 285 is a broadcast of the WCWUS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your rest, your wrestling and pop culture connection. Also, be sure to join us for WCWUS uh, this morning, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. AM 0586138 pound as we of course will be bringing you of course we'll bring you the results of full gear we'll also of course be talking about <clears throat> tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays also let you let you know what will take place during our during the week here in, in the radio network and also of course some more wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411 mania take care and god bless here folks <clears throat> as always here as always here ladies and gentlemen this is of course the one and the only as 2015 your source for everything in the world in the world of pro wrestling pop culture and everything of course in between uh give us just a minute here while we try to get this pulled up of course i'm the WCW Radio Network. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, to play us out, we will, of course, play our opening theme, which is, of course, if you remember the classic 80s movie Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. This is a song of the same name as sung by Paul McCartney. Take care and God bless you, folks. And we'll talk about you tomorrow morning on WCWS This Morning.
Take care, ladies and gentlemen. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.